Hi, I'm Curtis Herbert. I'm Belle B. Cooper. And I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly. And this is Independence, a show where the three of us talk about our efforts to make a living from the web and from mobile. So we last time we talked about WWDC and attending conferences in general as a way to participate in the iOS community. Yeah. And one of the things that came up a couple times was this gets expensive, really, really expensive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I thought that would be an interesting jumping off point to start talking more about the businessy side of things and the extra effort that it kind of takes to run your own business and worry about money. It's nice when it comes in, but it's not nice when it has to go out. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you two a bit about that today. It's it's re- it's it's kind of like it's one of the major things about being an independent, right? Like it's you know, aside from the work that you actually you know that you're doing, you kind of need to focus on that. I think. Yeah, it can be a big stress. Do you have any comments, Belle? No, just no, no. Just there's I don't have that much to say about money except that I want more of it. We're not making enough, but. <laughs> <laughs> It just is so simple for me. It's not that complicated apart from not enough is coming in. Why is it simple for you? I don't understand. I mean, just when, I don't know. I don't know how that's complicated. Like, there's not much to it apart from just, why can't we make more? (laughs) (laughs) Does that sound bad? I I mean, we're making barely any. It's not like we're making heaps and I'm saying (laughs) I want to be rich. We're we're making barely any. So uh, we've never got past the point. From from when we started, of when will we make enough? But the, that do, and that doesn't stress you out as, at all, like even slightly. It's it's not stressful for me. I guess it's more frustrating because to make up for it, I'm working a day job. Yeah, so okay. for me, it's just how long do I have to keep working a day job? When yeah. when can I do this thing? Yeah, I think that's the big difference. Where Jelly and I don't really have day jobs, so when we're when one of our projects isn't bringing in enough money we kind of have to absorb that stress by finding more contract work or something like that. Yeah. Versus you, you're you're in a way lucky that you don't have to worry about that stress. Like you're you're stressed out that why can't I just get there? Yeah. But it's not eating away at your personal finances at that point. Yeah. That's just you have to sacrifice and have a, a, a second job at that point. Yeah. And, and I think the one thing about uh, the situation is that there's not necessarily... So, Belle, you work in your day job is in content marketing right like you're yeah. writing and stuff like that it's not mm-hmm. development right on the developer side I, I don't know about you curtis but i've not seen a lot of part-time development related roles and if they do exist they're not necessarily the roles that you really want because mm-hmm. they're going to be like junior stuff or they're going to be like maintenance and stuff like that like you're not going to be doing stuff that's necessarily interesting but the kind of the biggest kind of point there is there's not a lot of them in the first place. A lot of development jobs, um, even the ones that are not that interesting, are like they want people want full time developers right. because they need the bit you you your 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 attention all the time. So it's it's the sort of thing where I, I it's hard to like it's hard to find a balance for that that's not something like contracting or something outside of development if you want to if you want to have a like a part-time job. Yeah, if you look at like how I would part-time quote unquote fill my time, you know, maintenance contracts is definitely something. You know, clients I've had for a while, they continue to want updates and those kinds of things I can kind of slowly tackle over time. But even those I end up giving near full-time attention when I'm working on it. And that's kind of part of the stress of what I have to balance is I need to take off from working on my own projects, you know, a month, 
to ship a major update for a client yep. um, because I can't take three months part-time to do it. So it kind of is a complete context switch at that point. Like I stop progress on one project to make progress on paying the bills <laughs> and then I'm able to come back. So that, that gets a bit difficult to manage from kind of a calendar aspect of like, okay, well, I know, you know, for me, I just took two weeks off to ship a big update for a client. And that's time I was paused on a lot of stuff or only doing nights and weekends more akin to like what Bell might be able to do. Yeah. One thing that I found with um, like, for instance, gift wrapped, if I take a month or so off to work on client stuff, I'm typically in like, I'm so involved in that. So tapped out, I guess, by it that I don't have a lot of time to spend on like continuing to update gift wrapped, which means that Mm. updates kind of drop because I don't have enough time. I don't have so much time that I can, you know, spend on like, you know, rolling out even like smaller updates and then what happens is my sales start to kind of decline because people expect regular updates. Is that sort of thing happened to either of you? Yeah, I've, I've definitely noticed something similar, which which kind of surprised me, I guess, because I, I had hoped that when you're working with products, there would be less of a direct correlation between the number of hours you put in and the amount of money you make as opposed to something like freelancing or or working a job. But so far, mm. it's definitely felt like there is really a correlation there. And we found in particular for a long time, Josh and I were both working part-time and then part-time working on our own business. And then for various reasons, I had to get a full-time job for a little while. And when that happened and I went back to working full-time, even though not long after that, Josh was able to scrape by on all the income we were making and work full-time on our business, having me, because I do the marketing mostly Mm. having that taken away completely just made our sales drop and drop and drop and it was really surprising to us we thought that it was not really having that much impact directly i guess but we we definitely saw a really big correlation there you you never know what you've got until it's gone (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah yeah i definitely i am in a way lucky i guess in that since slopes are so seasonal i really need to be firing on all cylinders kind of at least from a public perspective, from November to about uh, maybe April. Um, That's when the updates are really expected. But I'm able to kind of get away with not shipping any major update between April and November because for most of my market is the Northern Hemisphere. Um, I get some from the Southern Hemisphere, but it's largely Northern. So I can take that time to either work on contract work to pay the extra bills that I need to pay or to take on the more ambitious updates, the ones that I can't, like I usually try and ship a major update at least, you know, two or three times a season. So that's once every month and a half. Some of the stuff I'm working on right now over the summer, it's going to take me two months to write one feature because it's pretty ambitious. So I kind of get a natural break there, which is actually kind of nice. So given that there is like a waving form of kind of wild fluctuation, how do you plan your business around that to make sure that, you know, during those kind of lean times where there's less coming in you make sure that you've actually still got you know cash to be able to do the things that you need to do i'm guessing the three of us will all be pretty unique in this so i'm really curious how you two do it i'm set up so i take 10 percent of all of my revenue and it just stays in the business and that's a number i came up with when i started contracting before i had a product when my wife and i sat down and tried to figure out like what were reasonable business expenses and so it's kind of on me to make sure that I'm taking on enough work. If my product isn't earning enough, you know, I need to do some consulting to fill back that business revenue. 
And that revenue is what I use to go to conferences, to buy laptops, whatever it is that the business needs. And so far, I've been lucky enough that I am able to find the contracting work I need to keep that business revenue afloat. Mm. What about you, Belle? We build SaaS products. So we have subscriptions. Uh, We don't have one-off purchases. So because of that, that means that I guess our income is a little more regular. We do have uh, yearly subscriptions where you can get a bit of a discount if you buy it yearly. So that definitely changes where you're not getting the the small amounts coming in monthly. But we have a pretty good balance between the two. And so for us, there's a fairly regular amount of income coming in every month and it fluctuates a little bit but we can we can kind of predict it within the next few months at least it'll be roughly what it has been recently that's really nice yeah yeah it's quite good and well actually we've only monthly recurring revenue it's a beautiful thing (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm so jealous i'm so jealous I mean, you know, there are downsides that come with that. Also, we don't sell subscriptions through either of the app stores. And for Apple, Apple makes that really hard. So we have to do all kinds of weird yeah. things to try and deal with Apple's regulations. And, you know, it's it's not it's not all upsides. But in terms of income, it's really handy. And we've only just switched to where we're, we're paying out a regular salary now for Josh, who works full time and, and gets the salary. He's getting a regular amount every week which is an amount that we figured out that we can we can budget for and pretty much be sure that we'll have at least that much every week and then if we have a particularly good month or good week then we just have some extra left in the business which is always nice to have yeah Mm -hmm. but mainly he's getting that regular amount and we're we can handle things like now that he's getting a regular salary the business is handling the tax for that withholding the tax rather than him having to do it himself and act treating it as more like a freelance or self-employed kind of income where you handle your own personal tax so having that regularity is making it really a lot easier as well in terms of just planning for what's coming up nice yeah my situation is not dissimilar to that i what i do i tend to do is um i have a complete separate set of bank accounts for my business as to like my personal stuff and the the family related stuff in part that's just because i'm terrible at managing finances and i really like i I like to shop uh and (laughs) so uh i i will tend to spend money where i don't have it so what i've done is i've with a completely separate bank to make sure that i can only like withdraw you know that there are limitations on what I can do. Uh, I have separate business business bank accounts set up. Uh, everything, everything like Apple contracting, all of that sort of stuff goes in there and that just kind of uh, acts as a stockpile. And then I get a salary for like, you know, a small salary from that. And that kind of amount is depend like based on kind of how much I generally earn over the course of a year and not necessarily what I earn like at any given point because sometimes I'll ha- I'll be earning, you know, in the tens of thousands in a month and sometimes I'll be earning like a few hundred a week, a few hundred a month, not, not much. And uh, so, you know, because that sort of really do- like huge fluctuation, you know, it, it all kind of balances out. Yeah, it's interesting. I've never made the jump that you two made to do a salaried type setup. I always hear people saying that. Uh, and I'm in the same boat as you, where I have a separate business bank account. And that's more, at least in the States, that's a recommended legal entity thing. Uh, so if I get sued, people can't, me as a company get sued, uh, they can't as easily get to my personal assets along with some other stuff I had to do. But I've never gone the salary route. I've always just gone the, okay, 10% into the business, 30% goes to a tax account, and then the rest of it goes to my personal account. And I just write myself a check at the end of the month for that difference. Um, and then I guess I kind of absorb 
the ups and downs on the personal side with mm. i mean i have a minimum i set myself to earn every year and kind of a stretch goal after that um so it's on me to make sure i earn that but then all those ups and downs are just kind of absorbed personally versus business side but i feel like i might be doing that wrong because everyone is paying themselves salaries and i've just never made that change well part of the reason that i i do that is because it makes it makes my life like my life outside of the business a lot easier right like i don't have to mm-hmm. worry i don't have to worry about oh am i going to make enough money money this month to pay for you know for groceries etc that that sort of stuff is 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 somewhat less troublesome I don't have to worry about, you know, am I going to have enough cash to be able to pay myself enough money that I can pay all the things that I need to pay? Right. I get a regular amount. And the business, uh, theoretically, I can also then look at the business and what the business has in its stockpile and I can kind of calculate how many weeks do I have left before I'm going to run out of money? Uh, you know, <laughs> theoretically. How long? The ramen countdown clock. <laughs> yeah, so I can I, I can kind of, I can make plans based on that. Uh, not quite as accurately as maybe Bell's Bell subscription stuff, but I can kind of make a bit, of, a bit of a plan around that because I can kind of somewhat predict, okay, well, in, you know, in 10 weeks time, you know, I'm going to be kind of within a certain threshold and I want to make sure that I'm not doing that so I can make a bit of a plan to kind of pre- prepare myself to take some contract work or something to, um, you know, beef that up again. Yeah, it makes sense. So you were saying, Curtis, that you have kind of a minimum of how much money you need to make across the year that you've set for yourself. Do you have something mm-hmm. similar, Jelly? Do you have like a, a particular amount of, say, time in terms of runway that you have or anything like that? Um, I, I have recently started uh, using something called Cushion. Um, I think I've seen... Oh, I, I th- love that web app. Yeah, so uh, I, I started using it recently. I fo- I've followed it since like on Twitter and followed the guy that is behind it, Johnny Holman, I think. I've followed I followed it and him and the development of that thing since like basically the beginning, and uh, had I've only just recently kind of started using it. But Cushion is effectively an invoicing system for freelancers. I mean, there's a bit more to it than that, but the idea that that web app is based on is that you want to build a cushion. So you know you you have kind of a it, it kind of gives you a goal to for for the year as far as I need to earn this much money um and you know with with kind of goals on either side of that to kind of okay well this is the this is the very least that I can earn so that I'll be able to scrape by uh and this is kind of you know this would be the really nice to have I'd like to you know this this would make me live in luxury for a little while I could uh, I, I could go to the you know <laughs> premium cinemas or something <laughs> Every night, premium cinemas for dinner. <laughs> okay, American interjection. What's a premium cinema? Okay, so, so cinemas in Australia, like you've got regular cinemas where you all go and you kind of sit in chairs and stuff like that. Yeah, premium yeah. cinemas have reclining chairs uh, and they'll bring you food like meals. Oh, okay. We have those. Yeah. We just don't call them by any specific type. They're yeah, just they're, movie tavern or some other ones. Yeah, like they're, that. they're, okay. they're a okay. premium <laughs> cinema here. Um, like the, or you know, like different companies have different names for them, but premium. Right. Is yeah. Generally... I, I don't think I ever realized the official title of them or have heard that spoken over here. Fair, fair enough. We have American listeners. Don't forget that. Yes, I know. I know. Sometimes it's hard to it's hard to know what uh, is different between the two the two of yeah. us. And so, you know, the, that kind of, those kind of goals on either side and the, like your main kind of goal give you like, okay, well, you need to earn this kind of amount per month uh, in order to reach that. Or, you know, if you miss a month, then you might have to earn a bit more. And uh, I use that yeah. to kind of, uh, to, to manage like how much I'm earning for the year and kind of where, where I'm at with things. 
my my goal in in that sort of stuff isn't necessarily particularly high you know i i i kind of i, I try to keep it reg, relatively reasonable as to what i'm going to be able to uh what i'm going to be able to pull off for the year but that's kind of how i manage it i kind of i kind of look at that but on the side of that i also use my like my actual balances the you know the amount of money that i know that i have as a sort of gauge to go okay well you know i've been i've been kind of taking it easy and working on gift wrapped for five months now and I'm starting to see the end of my uh, my stockpile so I really need to start to source some work so I'll you know look up some of my clients and kind of reach out and see what I can uh, I can get in that space yeah that cushion idea was one I think when I started freelancing I was reading some blog or book or something where their idea was they would on a calendar write down how much money like they needed to earn and then they'd x off like the dollar bills basically as they earned them so they could see like oh okay it's july and i've already earned all the money i needed to earn by the end of the year yep. so at that point i can start to flex in other aspects for my business like working on a product or something else that isn't paying um, and i think that's where i got that idea originally as a kind of a way to force myself to not just earn money because that is definitely a temptation. You know, you're you're stressing about finance. If I know as an iOS contractor, I could go out and earn 120K a year with a full-time job. I'm going to stress if I'm earning 60K in a year because I'm not living up to my full monetary potential. Yeah. And, and, and I wanted to find a way to encourage myself to not just work myself to death, um, at least for the, the sake of money. I'll work myself <laughs> to death anyway, but not just for the sake of immediate payment. So one thing that kind of uh, that kind of hits me with this uh, idea, and I know that I know that it's kind of relevant for me at least, and potentially for you, Curtis. My wife obviously works a full time job, like completely separate to the business. Uh, sh- like it's not she's not involved in that at all. Um, so she's earning, you know, she earns a certain amount per year that we can also like that we also help to, you know, helps us to ensure that we're, you know, paying our mortgage and, and stuff like that. Yeah. How much do you, does that affect your plans around your contracting and your like managing the flow of cash within the business? For me, not too much, just because the minimum I set myself up to earn was enough considering her money which is stable and very predictable when we would combine the two we would have the lifestyle that we wanted together okay and the minimum was definitely a very you know very achievable minimum and anything extra would be conversations like hey we really want this awesome bigger vacation this year or something like that but i am kind of spoiled in that her earning a job job worth of salary that is a good salary definitely takes some of the financial burden off of me but I still need to earn that minimum to keep up our lifestyle. So I would say it affected the calculation of that minimum, but from a day-to-day or anything like that, you know, it's it's already kind of been taken account of because of that minimum. Mm. And you're kind of on the other side of that bell, right? Like yeah. you're kind of the one that has the the you know the the jobby job as opposed to, you know, your partner. Does does that mean that some of the that stress is on you personally? Or how like how does that feel for you? Yeah, it's funny cuz cuz earlier I said it's not that stressful. We just need more money. But of course, the the context for that is that <laughs> is that pretty much since we since we started our company, most of that time I've been the one who's been earning more and been earning more of a stable salary. Um, because my, yeah. my partner mm-hmm. Josh is a lot a lot better at giving up money for the sake of freedom than I am. 
So I'll work more than I need to so I have more in the bank and don't stress as much, whereas he'll earn as as little as possible so he has more time to do what he wants. So there have been periods, I think probably for the first year or year and a half of our company, I was working full-time and then I was freelancing part-time or like 75%-ish and then now I'm working part-time but I've also had another full-time stint in there. So there have been lots of periods where I was earning a high enough salary that it offset all of the stress really of how much the business was yeah. making because I could cover the extra costs and there was never a there was never a worry about if we weren't earning enough in our business because I always had enough of a buffer to cover that so between us it evened out but it's it's worth remembering that when I say it's not stressful because obviously if I hadn't been in that situation then we would have been a lot more stressed about how slowly our revenue was was growing do you feel like that puts any sort of undue pressure on you to make sure that you're earning enough from your jobby job uh, to make sure that you kind of make it through? Yeah, I think it did when I was freelancing in particular because freelancing already comes with the stress of making sure you have enough work and that you're, yeah. that you're getting enough in- income. And for me, because my... My freelance work is less, it's not like a long-term contract. I don't do kind of a month or three months or something on a project. It's more like a week-to-week kind of thing that can drop at any time. So I had kind of a constant stress of any of these clients could decide they don't want this weekly or monthly work anymore. And that definitely put a lot of pressure on me, I think, because I was the one who was earning more and kind of stockpiling my savings as much as I could to have that buffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that I'm working a regular job with a regular salary, some of that stress is gone because I can kind of rely on on that. But it also means that I don't have the freedom to adjust my hours as much as I want because I have to take into account how much the business is, is bringing in and how much I need to offset that. That certainly tracks, I think, with how Mel feels to a certain extent. Because I know, uh, I, I and I'm kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of treading on on eggshells here because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, share her information that she doesn't want me to share. But she, she works a full time job, so like her her income is is significantly higher than mine. Mm. If she lost her job for some reason or needed to to leave that job, um, we would be in a situation like our like our financial situation would be drastically changed how much of that do either of you feel like do you feel like there is an unbalance in your situation and what would happen if something like drastic kind of changed your situation I feel, yeah, ours, well, unbalance, it's kind of weird because freelancing, you can trade time for money and money for time. So aside from my minimum, there are years where I've earned significantly more than her. Okay. And there are years that I've been focused on slopes more and we're willing to trade some of that. And I'll still earn the minimum, but I'm now earning less than her. Uh, she quipped to her coworker, she gets pissed off that I could make double what she can without wearing any pants, um, or at least without the requirement to wear pants. Yep. Listeners, I do wear pants. But like it, that flexibility is a weird thing to get used to. But I wouldn't say that there's necessarily a direct imbalance that's constant. We can kind of flex that as we're okay with. Mm. But if something were to happen to her job, in case you haven't heard, American healthcare is pretty terrible. Um, she works for a pharmaceutical company. So we have actually decent healthcare and her salary is definitely substantial. So if she were to lose it, you know, at this point, I'm getting to the point where my product is starting to pretty much pay my minimum that I need to earn every year now. But that minimum is taking account of her salary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would have to up my freelancing contracts to as aggressive as I was a couple years ago where I was making more than her to make up for that gap. 
Um, so yeah, I would. It would definitely be a problem if she lost her job. And do you feel like if you had to up your your contracting stuff, would that then affect the mm-hmm. like? Would there be kind of a tip in the scale where your your product would then suffer for that? Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right now, I'm taking. May I'm hoping to spend eight months this year on slopes and maybe four months contracting, if that. And I would not be able to do that if I had to earn double the amount of money all of a sudden like that. I would have to focus a lot more on contracting and my big plans for this November's update. A lot of those features would be on hold. Yeah. And I would do that. That's fine. But that would definitely be something that would happen. Yeah. What about what about you, Bell? In like, if you uh, if you had to leave, I mean, you've obviously changed, chopped and changed a lot over the last uh, few years. Um, as you mentioned, like you went from freelance to having you know a jobby job and all that sort of stuff. Do you feel like if something changed in your situation, like you you lost the job for some particular reason, do, would that kind of affect your household at all? Definitely to some degree, yeah. Uh, I mean, nearly 18 months ago probably, I I did lose my job. I was working a full-time job and just suddenly got fired while I was off on sick leave, <laughs> totally out of the blue. And right. so that was a kind of a thing that both of us were stressed about, about. But even though we kind of offset each other's income a little bit, so, I mean, Josh earns a lot less and so he's generally more worried about money than I am because he's kind of right on the line of only just making enough and i offset that by by making more and making money a bit more regularly we don't really we don't pool our income either we don't have combined bank accounts or anything so i mean we like we go halves on bills and things but we we really keep our finances separate just because we've never had a need to to pool them and so because of that i think when one of us has an issue with income or with our jobs most of the stress falls on on that one. So when I lost my job, I was mainly stressed for okay. my ability to pay my half of the rent rather than us as yeah, a household. Okay. That's kind of the secondary bonus of having the regular job and, and more income. That's really interesting. That's very different than, yeah, I think Jelly and I with the pulled resources approach that I really feel the need to earn that money because I am contributing that to the household itself. And I think that adds an, a, an extra level of stress of kind of pulling my weight um, and not just necessarily being responsible for, you know, my half of the bills mm-hmm. and then my long term savings or something like that. But really the household as a whole. Um, that's kind of nice. It removes a lot of stress, I would think. Yeah, I hadn't really thought that it was weird, I guess. Um, but it's just what we're used to. This is very personal. You, you're not married, right, Bell? You're, no. you're just you, you. Like it's a de facto relationship that you have with Josh. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's the legal term for it. I think. <laughs> so I, that's that. That might be like the the difference there. Like, uh, you know, Cur- Curtis and I are married to separate people. <laughs> uh, you, you tend to, I guess, you know, married people tend to pull resources. I guess that's. I, I don't know what I'm saying there, but you know, I, I feel like maybe there's a. That, that, that seems like there's a difference. To jelly. Yeah, please, please email. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Maybe people can like can write to us and tell us what the situation is there. But like that seems like I, I don't know. Before before Mel and I were married, we didn't really pull our resources all that much. I think we eventually got a bit uh, like a you know a combined bank account because it made paying the rent easier. But even then, we've mm. had, like we we had separate accounts, and even now. Um, you know, uh, at least several years in, four, four years, I think now, um, nearly five, 
we both have we have joint accounts but also we also have like a level of you know separate accounts i have my own personal account that i use for like paying for things and she has her own but we do have we have joint kind of finances that we all we kind of manage together and budget together so and that's what we and use yeah we got a, we things. have a full spectrum here i'm like all in on the joint stuff with kira that's pretty much everything that can be joint like we just put together and just i just generally manage the household finances but we just kind of pulled resource there mm. it's interesting how our personal choices can affect our stresses that we feel in our businesses like bell you're not necessarily worried about tanking your partner quite as much mm. you have to keep up your rent but like you don't have that stress that i have of worrying about our household you know our future long-term plans and all that like you're completely free of that stress because of a personal choice that you've made mm. and that has a big effect on the stresses that you feel running your business i think that's really interesting hmm. yeah it's funny i wouldn't have thought of that before this conversation because i hadn't really thought of how it would make any difference if we if we'd pulled our money into yeah it's just your normal it's what you're used to yeah 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 well i think that's a good place to end so uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, if you would like to get in touch, you can go ahead and email us at hello at independence.fm. Or, of course, we have a handy-dandy little contact form, independence.fm slash contact. And, Bell, why don't you tell everyone how they can get in touch with you? You can find me on Twitter at Bell B. Cooper. And I am Jelly Bean Soup. And you can find me on Twitter at Parrots, the plural of the bird. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you again in two weeks. See ya.